0: what's going on guys welcome back to the you know ball podcast i am your host troll bro dude and today i want to talk once again about our partners from underdog fantasy the newest and best place to play fantasy sports and win big prizes so we have our slop season contest going on right now you can guess in the link in the description where players will be traded we also have slop fest coming up on the you know ball youtube channel that underdog will be supporting as well and then, in addition to that, you can use our $100 deposit match code SLOP. That's S-L-O-P. We're slopped up. We're all the way mm-hmm. slopped up, slopped and screwed right now with Underdog. <laughs> and we we are uh, just going to keep this thing going throughout slop season. You, ba- you have about two weeks left that you can make your guesses if you want to win up to $500 in the slop season contest. Until then, we're going to be doing our fantasy drafts for the NFL playoffs. We'll be doing NBA ones as well. And then as always, you can do the pick them on there and win up to 20 times your money on any given night. So link in the description for that supports the podcast. All, all great, all around slop season with underdog is going to be fantastic folks. So
1: Sam. Yeah. Well, just real quick too. um, I have a a secondary sponsor that I went out and got uh, as well. Oh shit. I didn't tell you about this. Um, so our secondary response, not officially yet, but like, I'm, you know, I think if we do it pro bono, maybe they'll get back to us. So simply safe, do you live in a suburban area and think about how often you might get killed? Um, so so what simply safe does is if you live in a neighborhood where the average income is somewhere between a hundred thousand to 700,000, those are traditionally some of the most dangerous areas in the world. So what you need, uh, you need a doorbell monitor, um, people who are going to come and steal packages, um, you can get drones that will actually kill them on the spot. <laughs> if you stand your ground law, that's actually okay. So if somebody comes up and they want to like steal your Sherry's berries or some, one of your other treats that you're getting delivered, um, Safe will allow, they do have drones that will kill people on site. Um, so if you I'll use our free. promo code, um, slop, you can get your first lethal drone free. Um, this is only for people who live in suburbs. Um, the, again, the most dangerous areas in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, God forbid if you have a CVS in your um, neighborhood. That's basically the Ukrainian war front. Like, here. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, just you know, if you're if you live in the suburbs, definitely check out Simply Safe. Um, they're a great pod. Use promo code SLOP. Um, it probably won't work at first because they're not an official podcast. But you know, just to kind of because I know people listen to these in retrospect. Yes, and I'm sure
0: they'll sign up after hearing this promo. So, yeah, 100%, 100%. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. if if you're if you're out there uh Simply Safe Marketing team, uh if that <laughs> was know. that was the pitch, uh you should, you you know, We'd be happy to partner with you. Um, you know, I know you support some of our mm-hmm. favorite
1: podcasts. And we just want to keep the upper middle class safe. So Yeah. yeah. my my big problem was like with listening to your ad reads. I realized you had like too much in subtext. So I just wanted to make it a little more overt and I think this will get a lot harder. Yeah. Right. Because a lot of these people work in STEM. They're not like, you know. Yeah, they didn't like take English classes where they're oh Moby Dick is uh you know it's actually Ahab's obsession, you know. It, you need to kind of spell it out sure. for them a little yeah, bit yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you
0: gotta tell them straight up, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, vaporize right. the package dealers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right, let's get into it. Um we have uh we have some some minor slot. It, it, you know, mm-hmm. slot. It's funny because I, I I forget how how things leading up to the trade deadline is all teams posturing Mm
1: -hmm. things
0: leaking, but not really anything that, and I actually went back and looked at my tweets from last year and I was basically tweeting all the same stuff. Like, Oh, it's always the same regurgitated things over and over, but that's kind of how it is until the week of the trade deadline. When things really start getting moving last year, we had, by this point, we didn't have any trades, any real trades As of about a week and a half before the trade deadline, Karis Levert did get traded to the Pacers in that deal. Uh, I'm sorry, from the Pacers to the Cavs in that deal. But other than that, the trades mostly come the week of the trade deadline. But we did have some minor stories that came out this week after we recorded last time when we went in-depth on all of the slop that dropped uh, Mm -hmm. recently. But the the main thing here that we want to talk about is Luka Doncic, and the Dallas Mavericks, which we have talked about before, we've kind of talked about how they're in a weird situation right now. But this mm-hmm. week, a report came out from Tim McMahon that basically said that Luka Doncic is pressuring the front office to make some upgrades before the trade deadline. So did you see Mark, Com- or Mark Cuban's response?
1: No. He was very excited. He
0: was basically like, Tim McMahon is way off base this is completely fake awesome, awesome. fake news like all all, all of it uh yeah, Tim I,
1: McMahon famously known for rocking the boat in yeah, Dallas yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Tim McMahon famously known for just making stories up off the top of his head especially yeah. about the Texas teams yeah. uh, as Not as I, I, all. I yeah I, I I mean look I do I think that uh do I think that Luca is desperate? Do I no. think that yeah, he, right. yeah, like, I'm sure that he, he knows how good he is. He knows that if they go into any playoff series, they're going to have a chance just due to the fact that he is as good as he is. But I also think that he knows that he needs to be fresh and healthy for the playoffs. And right now, the way that they have kind of been playing is running him into the ground. And he probably needs someone to fall back on, similar to how he did last year with Jalen Brunson. And now we're getting to the point where...
1: Is, is Jalen Brunson coming back from injury here soon for the Mavericks? Or? Yeah, no, they, they just got all year with an injury. Yeah, yeah they just got yeah. Josh
0: Green back. Uh, they just got Dorian Finney-Smith back, and they get Jalen oh. Brunson back soon.
1: So don't worry about that. I know, I know, we've hit on this a billion times, but that was just so fucking stupid for like no reason. That was like such a boneheaded. They deserve to lose Luca for that. I'm sorry. Like that is just such a cheap like. That's, that's cheap. You're, you're Mark Cuban. You're pretty rich. Like, why are you, you're not the richest like, shark, but you're, you're up there. You're uh, like, I don't know. Like, and also he's like kind of swaggy. You know what I'm saying? He is our swaggiest owner. So like, yeah. why is he, why is he hiding from spending money? Like, I, I don't know. It's not what Mark Cuban needs. Like he's kind of been known as the guy who like takes care of his guys and like wins at any cost. And like, I don't, that's not coming through anymore. Like he's. I don't know I don't if know. they've. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if they've
0: ever gone into the luxury tax. Like I, I, I don't remember it. Yeah. I, if anything, I remember. All I remember is them dodging the luxury tax forever. If there is one player to go into the luxury tax for, it is certainly Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure they ever did it with Dirk Nowitzki. Maybe they did. I mean, they disassembled that finals team basically immediately I when it happened. About that, yeah, yeah. One I mean, of the weirder, one of the weirder post-finals teams. Well, where they Tyson basically... Chandler just
1: went to the Knicks like the next season? Is that what happened? They just didn't pay Tyson Chandler, if I remember. And right. he went to and he won Defensive Player of the Year. That's bad. That's really yeah, bad. yeah. I, they I, had a I... few
0: different things go wrong. Like they they basically tried to like. They did like the thing that they always do, which is like, they signed the wash stars. Like they went and they, they tried to get guys who were good, like five to six years prior. It didn't mm-hmm. work. And uh, yeah, they, they basically
1: just kind of fell apart after that. I forgot about, so, cause, cause I think that that escapes my memory because like there was a plan, right? Like the plan was, we're going to get Darren Williams and Dwight Howard. Like, sure. you know, like, like that was like, you know, the cap space. Was, yeah, they're they going to get the cap space and you know, <clears throat> even though they haven't traditionally been a free agent destination, like I do see the vision, like no state income tax warmer weather, like it's a gross place to live if you're an NBA player, but like you've at least got those things going for you. Like it's worth a shot. It's not fucking, uh, you know, it's not like, I don't know. What's Oklahoma What's City? Like a, yeah, Toronto. Uh, yeah. yeah, like something. Well, no, yeah, especially well, from the Toronto's tank a cool city, but it just, yeah. the tax is crazy and you've yeah. got to live out of the country and there's just a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff like that. So a has in the ass, yeah. Yeah. So I get why they, um, like, I get why they made that thing, but this is just, you have like literally probably the best player in the league, but or like one of, definitely the best young player in the league, unless you like really want to make the case for Tatum. But like, even I can't really do that at this point. Like it's why are you fucking around with that? That just seems so dangerous. Like, yeah. And
0: we've talked about this before because they're kind of in a rock and a hard place because in order to really upgrade their Mm -hmm. roster, we know what they need to do. We need, they need to get a surefire second star for Luca and as much as I like Jalen Brunson and I think it was stupid to let him walk mostly just because you don't let a guy walk when he's coming off the kind of year that he had, like you go over, you go above and beyond to keep that guy if possible. And in the first place, even if you had like, one of the things that people always say is like, well, he fell out of their playoff rotation and I'm like, okay, so you're not going to give him a $55 million contract because he fell out of the playoff rotation the year before. Like, how many guys fall out of playoff rotations that make $12 million a year? Like, the original offer that was on the table was like 12 to 13, $14 million. Like, it really was not enough money to, like, justify not re-signing a good player, even if he maybe fell out of the playoff rotation for one series. Like, I, I just didn't
1: understand it at all. But that's like, that's like 125% of the mid-level exception. Exactly. It's like it's like, like, like really not that much money. That's like out. You're telling me that they the couldn't just exemption. like yeah. like and like once again, a good player. Like
0: mm-hmm. not every team's goal is to win the championship. Every team like Brunson would have had more value on other teams in the way that he has value on the Knicks right now. Like what, do I did I think he was going to be an all-star? No. Yeah, but I, I always knew he that. was a, I always thought he was like a top 60-70 player in the league. Like he was a good player and in order to like, that's just what guys get paid. Like guys get paid way more than that now, if anything, like, and yeah. I think that they've played the game where they're a little bit that they, they got burnt by the poor thing. thing. Uh, they might be a little bit scared of getting stuck with contracts, but then again, you did the same thing by getting, you know, Davis Bertance's contract back in the poor trade. And, uh, and also in addition to that uh, signing Tim Hardaway Jr., like, like there are a bunch of mistakes that they've made throughout the years. The Seth Curry for Josh Richardson trade that are kind of biting them in the ass. Now is my thing because they're still on the hook for that last pick for the Porzingis trade, which will convert this year. And that's, but that's this year is the last one. And that's why I think they're stuck in it between a rock and a hard place right now because they don't have enough. Like I actually really like Josh green. Like I actually, I've watched him this year and I'm like, I see the vision for him becoming like a high level role player, really athletic six two, he can play the two or the three. Uh, he's a good passer, pretty creative with the ball, not like a, like a, a shot creator or anything, but can capably, you know, work off the ball, can keep the ball moving. Actually, he's turned into a pretty decent shooter. I'm not sure how real that shooting is, but I can buy into him. But like, he's not getting you back. Anyone that's like, really a second star unless he's part of a larger package that includes four first round picks and two swaps and whatever. And that kind of thing can't happen until after the season. So like they're kind of now in this, in this waiting act where they need that last pick to convert so they can trade all their picks after the season. But they also have a superstar who's like, Hey, I'm fucking dragging us to the Western conference finals. Yeah. I need help. And, you know, actually Christian Wood's been pretty good for them. Uh, you know, defensively, he's always going to have his issues and I'm not sure if that fit will work, but like, he's certainly a talented offensive player. And, you know, I think they have enough adequate role players to make some noise in the playoffs. I'd be very surprised if they made it back to the Western conference finals. I wouldn't be surprised if they won a series because they do have Luca, but there really is. like no- I just don't see a single trade out there that makes them better this season where they don't give up draft capital and it was in their best interest to not give
1: up draft capital. Yeah, I mean the only one I could think of was <clears throat> what was that Cleveland trade with Tim Hardaway Jr.? It was like Karis LeVert. Yeah, yeah. like that's like it's going to be something like that is like a, the best case scenario and I still don't particularly like that trade for the team. So yeah. <clears throat> um yeah, I mean that's just kind of what happens when you get I mean, and hey, I'll give him credit for this. Christian Wood's been pretty good. Um, I think he's been a pretty plus signing for them. I think it's a plus contract. You still fucked this up. Like, I'm not even a Jalen. To, by the way, guy. they have to pay him
0: and they're not extending him.
1: I, anyway, I, I'm not even touching that.
0: <laughs> no, but we need to talk about that because yeah. right now he wants a, he wants a, I believe he wants a four-year extension, which they can offer him four years at like 17 million per year or something. Seventeen or eighteen, if I if I remember correctly, and they're they're only willing to give two years, and it's like you're going to get to the off season, and like if another team makes an offer for this guy,
1: is that like if if your idea, I don't know what Dallas's contract situation is. I'm assuming the reason for that is they must have like a ton of money coming off the books in two years or something like that, um, and like the idea is to like go yeah, off into the top free of my head. Is, I can... is,
0: Tim Hardaway's yeah. expiring, Davis Bertans will be expiring, Spencer Din will be basically everyone but Luca, and then I think just Luca. Y- you might be right. Like it might literally yeah. just be Luca in two years. And that is- might be the idea there. But like, I don't know. Like it- it- the only way Christian Wood's contract becomes toxic is if Christian Wood himself is toxic. And for yeah. from everything we've heard, it's gone great so far. Apparently, him and Luca get along great. Like in a way that he never did with Porzingis. So, like, that feels significant to me when you're just at such a talent deficit that, like, yeah. I'd probably just sign the contract and, like, you could probably trade him this offseason. Like, that's not a bad contract at all.
1: God, I forgot they gave Javel McGee three years. That's <laughs> so bad, man. <clears throat> ah, anyway... Um, so Breton's has 16 million on that third year, but I think a part of that is not guaranteed. Yeah, we
0: did that before. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and then, um, Hardaway is still on the books. Uh, oh no, that's when he comes off the books. Spencer Dinwiddie is off the books next year at the end of next year reggie bullocks at the uh, off the books at the end of next year so the problem with all of this is you might know these guys from being your entire fucking rotation <laughs> so what are you going to do in the meantime get like, a second star and then we have nothing
0: else to fill out the roster your,
1: your team is going to be <clears throat> moxie Kleba, luka Doncic, and doran finney smith and josh green I, <clears throat> if you extend him
0: <clears> they'll <throat> extend him he's good
1: I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe he
0: reaches free agency, but the, you have restricted. It's not like the Wood and Brunson situation where it's unrestricted.
1: It's just been weird. It's been weird there. You know, like, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. So, I don't know. <clears throat> but, I don't know. I guess maybe they're trying to go free agent hunting, but, like. How many the times, times do they have to do this? To play with Luka Doncic. That's what team. I'm saying. Like. And if you're you're waiting this out for three years, he's only got two more years of team control past that. Like, that's when you have to trade him if it looks like he's going to leave, if you want to, like, reset your franchise. Two
0: years from now, he'll be up for the Supermax. And yep. there's a world where he can control because he's going to get a Supermax no matter where he goes. He's going to be... Entering the pr- like, he's still two years shy of entering the prime of his career. If Luka Doncic goes on the block at 25 years old, mm-hmm. he will return the greatest haul we have ever seen in a trade yeah. in a way that a team will just do it and then supermax him for those five years. Yeah. Even the idea of that, you need to start showing him now. Your best bet is convincing him, hey, We'll maybe we'll maybe try to make some moves where we get like we take flyers on young guys. Maybe even we take half a step back in terms of the like the to me the Karis Levert for Tim Hardaway trade would be kind of a step back. Uh just because like I just don't really see what they need Karis Levert for. Uh yeah. and at least Tim Hardaway is gonna provide shooting for you, but uh, but you could you could say, like, it's gonna give us a lot of flexibility this offseason. We'll be able to get you a second star, and you're good enough that if we just get you capable players, you can get us pretty far into the playoffs. Uh, so the the pitch from the Mavs front office basically has to be let's just be patient for w- like half a season more, and we'll turn things around this offseason when we can trade all our picks when we have a little bit more flexibility with some of these contracts, there's less term on these contracts because what are they going to do? Trade for like overpay for Fred Van Fleet, who's going to be a free agent this off season overpay for Zach Levine, who has one of the scariest contracts from a team perspective in the NBA, like go get John Collins, like, like any upgrade that they could make, it, to me is not a big enough upgrade that it justifies giving up any sort of long-term next two to three years when you really need to prove it to Luca that you can win a championship with him. And none of that is ever going to happen if you can't get him a legit second star. Yeah. Exactly. Well, <clears throat>
1: sorry. I don't know what's going on with my voice right now. Um, It's, I. I, I just, it seems insane. Everything we just said about Kevin Durant and like went insane for like last off season, Luka Doncic isn't quite. He's not quite. I'm not quite sure he's going to be a top twelve all time NBA player the way Kevin Durant is. But he's pretty fucking close. He's probably the closest you can get without <clears throat> like being that. I think he's probably the best. You know, like I said, the best young player in the NBA. It's just. I don't know. Dallas is fucking up here. And also and I Kevin Durant was
0: 33 effort. when he was on the trade block with injury concerns. Yeah. Luka exactly. Doncic squarely in the middle of his prime potential top 10 player of all time. If everything goes right, yep. like that's the kind of conversation that we'll be having in two years from now, if they can't figure this out and they need to be doing everything to maybe try to get, maybe just try to find deals like they did last year That just made sense for both teams. Like the Porzingis deal, you know, I look, they took on Bertans and that's just tough to eat that money because he's not even in their rotation. But at least they got Dinwiddie out of it, who was an important player for them in the playoffs and has actually been pretty decent for them again this year. But like, once again, it needs to be flyers on young guys. Look, everyone knows that listen to this podcast. I'm not a Cam Reddish guy. If you can get him for a second round pick, fuck it try it out see if it works try to go get guys who are just available and see what you can figure out on the fly here and just say like look at least we 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 made some moves to try to keep him happy
1: i disagree with a draft powerhouse like dallas you can't just give away picks like that
0: it's so true. famously
1: famously great at does did uh, James Jones from their scouting department <laughs> <took over? laughs> actually I, I I have
0: to I have to defend the Mavericks because they drafted my boy Jaden Hardy who's been hooping recently. But yes, yeah. no, no, definitely not a great track record uh in terms of, of draft history there, outside of like literally two of the greatest draft picks of all time. It's like Luca, Dirk, and a bunch of shit. <laughs> I don't even want to give them credit for Luca, because
1: everyone will. knew. Everybody, Everybody knew three teams, didn't, three teams
0: didn't. <laughs> and that that's, this is where I will give them, I will give less. Let me, let me, let me finish here. Okay. I will give them credit for, and this is something that uh NBA Couchside said to me two years ago during the draft. And he was like, I just get so annoyed because Maury isn't like a genius drafter. He literally just drafts the guys that everyone goes, wait, those guys should have went higher. Why didn't we draft them? Yeah. and then and then they draft him and he's like and that automatically makes him a top 5 drafter because most teams just stumble all over themselves and once again yes you're right the smart people knew even like most a lot of casual people knew i was a casual draft person at I the time saying, it was like i, I was, was like not that into that draft and was like pretty certain luka doncic was going to be
1: him he was <laughs> he was like he was not victor wembanyama who's like a, you know, Victor's absurd, and he wasn't quite Kevin yeah. Durant. I mean, Victor, but the he best was like, but he was like Anthony Davis level slam dunk in my yeah, play. like yeah. like like looking. At, I was just like, there's no way this guy is gonna be bad. Like he's yeah. huge, absurd ball skills. He's doing it in the fucking the second hardest league in the world. That was so funny when everyone was like saying that. Like, he I don't know, can do it in college. Well, everyone. I guess everyone was like, gun shy about like Mario Hazonia or whatever the fuck was going on before. But that guy like, sucked. Like, over, but <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like overseas guys, that's what everyone like kind of. did. I don't know.
0: In the well, middle of Giannis, in the middle of Giannis making his like MVP leap,
1: everyone's like, yeah. I don't know. Oh, I just I, everyone tries to say, well, you know, Aiden, you know, you could make the case. No, no, you can't make. There the was case. never a case. It was it was Luka Doncic. Yeah, like the Bagley thing was worse. Yes, that was also very fucking bad. Can you Even if you take position. A-
0: if you take positional value into, into consideration as well, like, yeah. if you hit on a center, unless they're Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, Anthony Davis, it it largely does not matter. <laughs>
1: Can you imagine <laughs> like, if the Suns had Devin Booker and Luka Doncic at the same time? Just, I mean, like, the, the best backcourt in the NBA. Like, j- like just the, the two best guards yeah. besides, like, Steph Curry. Like, you just yeah. have them.
0: <laughs> the best backcourt in the NBA yeah. and and... And and the funny thing is, people were like, "I don't know if the fit would work." I'm like, "Booker's like the best off ball scorer that isn't named <laughs> yeah, Steph." Yeah, like, yeah, like,
1: he's like a two, he's a like clear cut two guard. Like, yeah, he's just that's why he works with Chris Paul. Like, yeah, exactly. it's just uh, it's absurd. Anyway, yeah. anyway. Enough uh, ranting about Luca, but I, I
0: I think at this point... I give them credit only because they had the vision to say, hey, why are these teams being stupid? All we have to do is give up one more first round pick, and we can get the guy that we think is the best player at the dr- in the draft with basically the fifth pick.
1: It's funny that Schlenk is the one that gave him up and got that pick, and I think his his, his case ended up being the most defensible because on draft night I was like, that's ballsy, and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it's it's. But in retrospect, they got again. what
0: the four, the third or fourth best player in the draft, and, and they got a future pick to try to take a swing on a wing. And like, if that look, wasn't
1: Cam Reddish? That would have been a really, that I trade would have looked better, you know. Yep. It's the I same mean, thing about the Celtics with the, the the Fultz pick being Romeo Langford like it yeah. just kind of new. The
0: 2019 them. draft just sucked. We've talked yeah. about this before. It's like beyond yeah. like the top guys it was just kind of shit and like mm. th- like th- that screwed up uh, the way that we view a lot of things. And I I I feel like with w- like it's hard because I've defended Schlank, you've defended Schlank. Like, we actually think he was a pretty good GM, all things yeah. considered. There's a guy that he drafted, we're gonna talk about later at the end of this podcast. But mm-hmm. but it is funny to me that uh the the one thing that truly matters, he honestly he fucked it up. Like it's just like yeah, like like not taking Luka Doncic is a fuck up like through and through. And that's the one thing I'll give the Mavs credit for. They said, hey, these teams are being stupid, let's take advantage of them. And good. Good, smart teams do that all the time. The maps just aren't consistent with with other things. Like, honestly...
1: They've they fucked literally everything else up since yep. then, and they still, because they got that one thing right, are still, like, a solid top-five, top-six team in the West. Exactly. And just will continue to be so as long as they have But Luka.
0: that's how good Luka is. So, once <laughs> again, rock in a hard place. If I'm them, I'm, tr- I'm taking flyers on young guys. I'm taking upside swings that don't really make... Like, that that I'm not giving up a ton of draft capital for. I can try to keep my first. I'm not making any drastic moves unless someone becomes available that we aren't seeing right now. Like, if there's someone that becomes available, and it's like, shit, he's a perfect fit with Luca. we didn't think he was going to ask out all this shit. Which, look, this time last year, we didn't know James Harden wanted out of Brooklyn. Like, we still have two weeks for someone to... Two, two, three weeks for someone to come out and say, fuck it, I want out of here. And if that happens, then that changes this whole conversation. But for now, I'm trying to stay as patient as possible, remain competitive as possible. And then this offseason is when I take my swing and vault us from competitive, good team to contender. And like, I'm trying to get Paul George. I'm trying to get Jimmy Butler. I'm trying to get someone that is just a a wing, a two-way wing that can fit with Luka that will just be good enough to be the second best guy on a title team. And and I'm not thinking about the, you know, good players, Fred Van Fleet, Bojan Bogdanovic. I'm not even thinking about that. If there's an opportunity for a player like that to become available this offseason. So, and there always is. Yeah. There's always someone. So, um, all right, let's move on to the next thing, which is Rui Hashimura. Is on the trade block. It it has less to do with Rui because someone was making fun of this in the Discord earlier. They're like, "Man, the NBA is so washed." Rui being on the trade block is like a, a headliner the for this. slop. Yeah, yeah. This is like and I'm like, one of "The best slop we've gotten this trade season." It's tough. It is tough, yeah. but it it has less to do with Rui, who I actually am like. Rui's a little older. He's 24. Like, yeah. you know, he struggled so far in his career. But he also had kind of a weird start to his career. He had some mental health issues that made him miss a bunch of time. Uh, he seemingly has gotten back to being like a good wing, at least bench scorer. I think. Um, I think that he could help some teams for sure.
1: Can I tell you my vision? Yeah, for let really me hear. It. The raptor. Oh my god. <laughs> you know Masai. You know Masai. Seven foot wingspan. Yeah. A big wing that is just I has zero tools and can't score at all. Like hold on. He can yeah. score,
0: but that's all he can do. That's yeah. the problem. I mean
1: Yeah, hold on. It's it's bagless though. A yeah. bagless scoring. You yeah, know, it's all physical, you know. It's yeah. The-
0: all right, um, now well, I know he makes $5 million a year, so now I'm I, I gotta get in the in the trade machine and and cook up some cook up Raptors, cook up some, a Raptors lizard, some Rui Hashimura, some Rui Hashimura to the uh to the Raptors trades. Well, the, the it's actually kind of it's actually kind of interesting only because uh,
1: Auto-corder?
0: well, yeah, I okay. mean, that's if if they if they get though, that's the thing, like w- what value do we think that an expiring so so first off, you wanted to say something about this from the wizards' perspective of like we're just talking about trades in general,
1: yeah, and mm-hmm.
0: like h- how they leaked this because they leaked it as like we want to pay Kyle Kuzma this offseason, so Kyle kuzma is not on available, but Rui Hashimura is available to clear up the log jam and he's also expiring he's going to be a restricted
1: free agent this summer. So what was your take yeah. on that? This is like a masterclass. Like this is like um not not even like a TEDx, like a premium TED talk on like how to fuck up winning like a, a, a completely lopsided trade. I've never seen a team win a trade as cleanly as the Russell Westbrook trade and have like all of the value gone in like two years, like (laughs) like, all of the positive value, just totally fucking gone. Didn't recoup any of it. Didn't roll any of it forward. Just fucking sucked out into the vacuum and just fucked up. God, they suck. God, they're got
0: rid of Contavious Caldwell Pope for uh, Monte Morris and Will Barton. Will Barton, probably not going to be with the team much longer. I would imagine he's looked very injured and old. Um, Monte Morris is a good backup point guard, but I, I don't really know the value of a Monte Morris in the modern NBA. To be completely honest with you, um, and then Isaiah Todd is the pick that they got. Uh, hasn't played for them at all. They've completely whiffed on draft picks, as we talked about before. Uh, even I, I, it's getting to the point where the Johnny Davis thing is is crazy. He's average. He averaged over the last few games. He averaged two points a game in the G League. Um, they are so, 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 and even, even from, even like beyond this Kuzma, we're going to overpay Kuzma to keep him basically like rich Paul now has the wizards over a barrel and he can say, you know, You, If you let him walk for nothing, it's exactly the same thing that Tobias Harris had a few years ago. I do think that Kuzma is a little bit better. He's also a little bit older than Tobias was at the time, I think. But I do think that Kuzma is better than Tobias was then, or at least a more effective maybe on a winning team because of the defense and the rebounding in addition to the scoring stuff. But now Rich Paul can say, all right, we want $35 million a year for four or five years and we want player options we want we want to basically have control here and if you let him walk for nothing this offseason you're fucked and then on the flip side not that Rui Hachimura is going to have a huge trade market but like you basically just said we need to get rid of Rui Hachimura to clear up more space for Kyle Kuzma and that means I don't think you're going to get anything more than like a second round pick and maybe Otto Porter Jr. <laughs> like that kind this, of
1: deal. This is what's so funny is it's like they're looking at Kyle Kuzma. By the way, they are twelfth in the East. Like twelfth yeah. like in the East. Twelfth. Like, like, like with the team they have right now, no cap space, nothing. twelfth um, in the east. I would just want to repeat that. They're bad, 12th the
0: bad drafting team who's probably gonna end up with like the tenth pick again.
1: Yeah like no matter like just kiss of death whatever guy they draft six to nine because it happens every year they draft somehow the worst guy six to nine somehow every year um or like you know six to twelve whatever they're usually drafting um this i I just i guess what just blows my mind about this is like everything you just said about like rich paul and like what he's doing and he's probably like laying these stakes out there for the wizards they're like yeah, cool. We want to sign up for that this summer. Let's uh go to some of our young guys um who are who stand a chance of actually being on our team when we're good again. And yeah, let's just like uh, triple down on uh being having three expensive players on like one of the worst teams in the league. And so That's what it is. There they're no nobody's getting better. Porzingis has had like his best year in like five years. Yeah, and could, could the wheels could come off at any point, and you're still done. been good. Yeah you're still dog shit like what's the plan here like i I don't know it's uh, this is the this is the mediocre
0: forever team that even you can't back up in terms of in terms of the
1: idea of being a competitive rebuilding team they're they're bad they're they're tanking they've been bad for years they haven't been in the playoffs this is all this is what i'm arguing against albeit they're doing it on accident you know what i'm saying like this is this is what people think about when they think about being anti-tank but sure. the, the reality of them is, is that they've, other teams have gone down, gotten better players and gotten better in the interim while they've just been dog shit forever. Them and the Kings. They're like, tanking
0: they're, against their own will, essentially. Like, like yeah. they're, they're doing everything possible to lock themselves into a mid to bad team. And the, 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 the thing is you just brought up the fact that they're going to have to pay these guys. They're gonna have $120 million on their books potentially between Kyle Kuzma, Bradley Beal, and Porzingis next year. That's crazy, man. I mean, Beal's making over 50 million. Porzingis is making mid-30s because he has a player option after this year, which I would imagine with his health history, he's gonna pick up. Maybe even extend in 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 some cases. If I'm assuming they keep him because he's had a really good year. Kuzma's had a really good year and could get 30 to $35 million this offseason. You're looking at $120 million. The entire cap, all, the all-cap space, literally the entire salary cap, basically, mm. on three guys who are not making the all-star team this year. <laughs> like, like, And haven't made an all-star team. Kuzma never. Porzingis it, once, like, five years ago. And Beal mm. once or three times and has it in like over two years, I believe mm-hmm. like you're now talking about locking yourself. And, and uh, a wizards fan said to me, would you rather be stuck with this situation or doc as your coach? And I was like, I'll take any coach in the NBA over being locked into three non all stars or three sub all stars. I should say mm-hmm. at $120 million with no young players on the team with no avenue to getting better because we can't draft for shit. We can't develop for shit. Like I even like some of like, like I like Corey Kispert. I think maybe Rui or Denny could have like, okay careers, but like they don't inspire any confidence in terms of like, most teams can look at their bench or look at their young guys and say, Hey, at least we have this guy. The wizards can't look at any of their young guys and say that.
1: Yeah. Corey Kispert has probably looked like the best of all of their young guys. And he looks like a like a late first round like he looks like a, a twenty-sixth pick. He's a fifth like, starter, like
0: he's yeah. like a fifth <clears> starter <throat> bench shooter. Like he's 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 good, but like he's not like on a really good team, he's probably not playing starters minutes. Yeah. Like that's just kind of the reality of the situation. And like maybe maybe if they if their goal is to make the play in every year, which honest i made a joke and i said 120 million to lose in the play and and then everyone was
1: like you think they're gonna make the play-in in the east yeah they're <laughs> not gonna make the play-in they're the third worst team in the East. like i i'm convinced orlando's a much better team than them still even though i know you keep making fun of me for thinking they're good but like i i really think orlando's gonna finish way ahead of them and probably There's, the Raptors. what
0: three games back
1: from them right now yeah and the, and, and, half,
0: and, yeah. and the magic while they don't while they don't have incentive to make any moves to get better at the deadline, I think just, I mean, you could make the same argument for the wizards, to be honest, they've had some pretty iffy health things, but also they have injured players. Like they just like Beal's hurt a lot. And Porzingis has hurt a lot. Like that's just kind yeah. of the reality of their team. Uh The magic have had some bad injury luck to start the year. And I do think that like, look, the magic are actually a plus 10 with Paulo Bencaro, Franz Wagner and, uh and, and, uh, wendell carter when they're all on the court together Mm -hmm. to be fair to the wizards when their guys are healthy their starters are actually a a very big plus they're they have no bench depth they have no lineups that are interesting beyond their starters they they're just they're just stuck in the middle in a way i've never seen before pull
1: up pull up jonathan's comment there last one yeah.
0: The wizards are in operation by the CIA. <laughs> the CIA to use basketball players to game information on foreign diplomats. That's that's I, why the Johnny Davis pick is so shocking. That how did they not take Usman Jang?
1: They only is, draft foreign players. This this must be like some sort of like a fe, like this must be some sort of play to like I don't know. There must be like some Scandinavian myth where like to to watch a man die that the death of ego a thousand times in front of a coliseum is the greatest honor. So so they did that to kind of like just appeal to like the Danish, uh, you know, royalty when they bring them to town. Just like a, a truly awful experience. Yeah, I guess that's like Germany, you know, like the Germans don't, don't like to be happy. So yeah. Yeah, well, maybe that's the maybe that's the angle here. Parm, drafting Johnny Davis, Parm's
0: been saying they they drafted Rui. They got to trade Rui for another international player because once you get rid of Rui, then you really only have Denny and Porzingis left. Because the, as as he has pointed out before, they are a scheme to sell jerseys abroad. Rui, mm-hmm. they drafted the first Japanese player, the first Israeli player, to my knowledge. Uh they mm-hmm. drafted. Uh, they 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 basically you know they acquired they got rid of a Alatian in Portons and then they traded for another one in Porzingis. <laughs> and then, as someone tweeted at me when I said I said they need to trade him for I they need to trade Rui Hachimura for Furkan Korkmaz so they can sell jerseys in Turkey and they have the same contract. And someone said that's that's sweet sweet Turkish appreciation <laughs> night money, Turk Turkish
1: culture night. I mean, ha- like. Well, they could play both sides if they get Furk on and then they also sign Enos Freedom. You could have the Golanist Turks and, and the AKP Turks both represented like in the same in the same thing. So they won't be, talk be to great. each other at all, but yeah, they, they yeah, gonna, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, something bad might happen in the stands, but you know, you could get both sides of everybody yeah. on there. he certainly pleased for that. Here's the here's the Rui trade. Okay. Rui in the first round pick to the Bucks for Thanassis Attenborough. <laughs> 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 for greek appreciation yeah, like, so you it, get it, greek it, and nigeria well you yeah. got you got well, two I, and one and you're bringing in a star like you're getting the atatetokounmpo like like it's like when guys like are, are grifting you ever see like kobe like jazz jerseys that's sure. like on them yeah you know, like, like it's like that same type of sales pitch where it's like they think you know, you don't know what's he got. Like, make him wear thirty-four. Like when yes. he comes in, and it's like, oh yeah, this is yeah. I love this just idea. Like just just scamming, like on a yeah. level that's never been seen before. Yeah, I no, we, we need
0: we need this to happen. Make it happen, folks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's uh, go. Right.
1: That's why they're giving up a first. You're making that money back up. I by the way, um, we're I'm watching um, Celtics Warriors in the background. Yeah, I have it on I, in the background. I have some I, I have some sad news to report. Um. And someone who hates Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole has clearly seen a baddie um courtside. Um <laughs> and the baddie he has seen is Dave Portnoy, I believe. So this is this is what has happened. He has seen he has seen that a Dave Dave Portnoy is the baddie that Jordan Poole has seen <laughs> and he is going off. He's seen it. Right he's now.
0: seen a smoke show of the week on the, the smoke own. show of the week is Dave Portnoy and he is going off. <laughs> he was doing the one bite thing on the sideline and <laughs>
1: oh god i need if anyone has editing software i would love a dave port the 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 jordan pool courtside battings video just with dave port i'm ready (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus
0: Christ. All right. Yeah. So that is the end of the, uh, f- the preview of this episode. If you want to listen to the whole episode, we're probably going to go pretty long on this one. Uh, we have a few other things to talk about, including another Tim McMahon report that we obviously believe um, about Eric Gordon and James Harden. We also have to talk about John wall talking about James Harden and Kevin Porter jr. And Jalen green, we have some Raptors stuff we'll make fun of them for, like we do every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also are gonna do a top five redraft of this year's draft so the 2020 draft. We're gonna debate on who should end up being so far based on their career, should be a top five. And then I have some other things that I'm gonna pick Sam's brain on. So subscribe, link in the description if you want to hear this whole episode. Uh we'll probably go two hours, is my guess, like we usually do. So uh so definitely check that out uh if you're not already signed up.